Welcome to Risky Business, a show where we get to explore new and innovative ways to understand and reduce risk by bringing together some of the leading professionals in the transportation and the insurance industry. My name is Scott Grandis. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's kick it off. Welcome to Risky Business. Uh, this is by far uh, one of my favorite things that I do. It's an opportunity to just kind of dig into a lot of the different things that we see in the transportation and transportation insurance industries and uh, kind of look at risk from different ways and see you know, how can things be improved, where are things doing well, all that kind of stuff. So anyways, today I have a great guest. We've got Cam uh, from CIA. And Cam and I have been working pretty closely together, I would say, over what, the last year? Say, well, I just hit a year at CIA, so. And I think I met you when you just started, right? Yep. Probably a month in. <laughs> so let's call it 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day. Well, cool. Well, listen, why don't we start with this? Uh, tell us about CIA. Tell us about you. Tell us what you guys do, what you specialize in. And then we'll kind of dig in a little bit further from there. How's that sound? For sure. So CIA, Commercial Insurance Associates, I always have to make that little caveat. The amount of times I've been out in public and had my badge on, people see CIA, they ask, you actually work in CIA. So I guess um, I should have been more specific. Yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> Commercial Insurance Associates, what we do, we're an insurance brokerage. We love to do, I mean, my, our team's specialty is waste and recycling. We have a big transportation department that does obviously transportation, then we have bonds and just general insurance uh, needs that we can fulfill. Honestly, what, what we specialize in though is waste recycling, scrap metal, portable toilets, you name it, we can do it. All lines from personal auto to commercial auto to work comp. So we're a one-stop shop for everybody and we like to keep it that way. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Waste haulers and portable toilets. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, huh? yeah. Get down and dirty, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dirty side of the trucking industry. That's right. Pun intended. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So 11 months or 12 months. How, how'd you get started? What 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 brought you here? What, what got you into the industry? What was your journey? Yeah. So when I first graduated college in 2019, December of 2019, Obviously, we know what happened in 2020 with COVID. So I took a job back home in Stowe, Ohio. Worked there for about two and a half years. But towards the end, I just really was not happy. I wasn't happy with like where my career was going or where I thought it was going. So I decided to network. I tried to network around, see what else was out there. By the way, that position was also in the recycling industry. And it was an inside sales position in the electronics recycling side. So I had a decent background of waste and recycling. I've grown up in the industry with my father. And he actually got me in contact with Will Denbo, who is the president of, of CIA on our side. And Will and I just talked and he said, yeah, well, let's just keep this rolling. About a couple more interviews. They flew me down. Had a great time, talked to him, got to know the guys, and about, what was it, probably four months later, I fully moved down, Memorial Day weekend of 2022, and 
haven't looked back since, man. Nashville's a blast. And <laughs> Nashville is an awesome city. I love that. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, all right, so let's let's dig into the, um, you know, what you do with the fleets mm-hmm. and connect fleets with coverage. What do you see? What do you see that the agent's role is? You know, what, what do you focus on when you're talking to the fleet? And then after you ask that, after you answer that, what do you see the others aren't doing, uh, which may not help the fleet, if that makes sense? So I would say first off, as an agent, we have two roles. We have to sell to our insureds, but we also have to sell our insureds to the insurance companies. So kind of a double-edged sword we are insured back 100 percent of the time and we go to battle for them to the insurance market so what we do is actually pretty simple we just ask the right questions but what are the right questions the right questions are what are you doing to keep safe on the road obviously there's a whole slew of things that could happen i mean you know as well as i do iss scores are big Obviously, the cab reports that we use are big, but just getting to know our clients is our main goal. Getting to know them, that way we can best sell that information to the insurance company. And that leads to the next point is, I don't believe, personally, a lot of agents want to get to know their clients as well as we do. We want to have the best relationships with our clients. Many of our producers would consider their clients friends rather than just, hey, I just want to take your business. Now, we want to do the right thing all the time, every single day, every minute. So getting to know people is, is something that I don't think a lot of other insurance companies work. They do. I mean, my my opinion is probably jaded and biased because I've only ever worked for commercial insurance associates, but just looking and hearing from other people when they come to us with issues, it's like, hey, did your agent really know what your business is or were they just kind of flying by the bootstraps and they just want the premium dollars, you know? So it's definitely an education piece, but it's also a friendship piece and a business relationship piece, right? So I think the best thing that we do is offer the proper solution the first time rather than giving our insurance a solution that might work but then six months down the line, when something else happens, that solution's not going to work. Now that makes a lot of sense. And you know, it's funny we 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 deal with we deal with a lot of insurance agencies across the country in our everyday life, and you guys are definitely different for sure. I mean, it's something that that first time I met you in Nashville right. eleven months ago, definitely definitely noticed it, and I'll never forget the moment uh, that kind of aha moment during the meeting where the conversation went to, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There sounds like there's something here that we can do more for our, our customers, for our insureds, and we need to kind of un- unpack that. And honestly, you don't hear that a lot when talking to agencies. So, you know, for, for anybody that's listening, that is that is a gem. That really is a gem to have an, an, an agency that says, we have to put the customer first and we have to make sure that they they understand, you know, the importance of everything that surrounds their coverage. Instead of just chasing the the premium or the commission, you know what I mean? Right, right. And I mean, to build on that, we look at ourselves as industry experts, at least within our vertical, the waste recycling, 
and scrap metal and all the other things fall underneath that. The, I don't know if you ever knew this, but the Denbos actually owned a scrap yard in Decatur, Alabama called Tennessee Valley Recycling, who later they sold it. I, I don't remember the year, but they sold it in to SA Recycling, which is one of the largest recycling operators in North America. And I think that industry knowledge and boots on the ground kind of work sets us up for success in the realm of, hey, we know what you're doing on a daily basis. We can come in and ask you the proper questions. We, we understand the operations. We understand the organization, what you need to be doing, what you don't need to be doing. And then we can offer the proper solutions. That makes total sense. You know, honestly, it's one of the things that I think I've always enjoyed about where I've been on my own journey, which is, you know, I've, I've driven trucks. I've owned a trucking company. I've worked in a warehouse. I've worked for the big, the big companies in the transportation industry, the small companies in the transportation industry. I've been then on the flip side, on the legal side of things and kind of saw some of the things that happened there. And so, you know, all those things are important. They really are. I didn't know that story. That's actually pretty cool. That's actually really cool. And it makes a lot of sense why you guys are different. You understand the industry. Yeah. Will was actually supposed to be, I believe, the fourth generation owner of Tennessee Valley Recycling. And he he said, no, no, no. We're going to go to school. Both he and Scott went to school and made their way back into insurance for waste recycling. So it, it came full circle for sure, which is good. That's awesome. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, listen, I've seen some of the stuff that, and you and I have talked about over the last year, you know, the things that you guys do differently since we got some time here and it's just you and I, why don't you talk about some of those things besides customer first, talk about some of the things that you guys, and you don't have to give away your secret sauce if you don't want to, but um, maybe some of the things you do want to talk about. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't want to give away what we do fully, but on a 3,000 or 30,000 level view, it's we take your operations, we break it down. We already have the knowledge. Again, we understand what's going on. Our team has been doing this for a long time and we're able to offer you the, the proper solution the first time. Again, I think that's the biggest thing with a lot of brokers and agents nowadays. They have an ice cream shop over here, a hospital over here, and then a waste hall. You you can't really develop a good solution or know a good solution without doing your research if you have multiple different verticals coming at you. Whereas what we do is we take our vertical, again, me specifically, waste and recycling. We have our transportation vertical, which you know a lot of the guys over there. And we just dive headfirst in into the shallow end, honestly. And we make sure that things are done right the first time. And again, people, people make mistakes. Some things will come up, life happens, but I think giving our clients the service that they need the first time making it accessible is, is our biggest secret. Yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense too. When you walk into a, a new insurance, let's say new customer, they've never done business. I'm going to keep calling it the CIA with the CIA before. <laughs> I love that. I really did not think about that until you said it, but it's so funny. <laughs> um, not now. I feel like we both should have been dressed like men in black. Right. Right. We should have been in suits, man. 
<laughs> the MIB working at the CIA. That's right. Um, <laughs> but no, but like when you walk into a, a new customer, right? You guys have never done business with them before. What do you think the level of education is at that insured level on what are the factors that really matter when an insurance company looks at them to offer them premium deductibles, coverage, that type of stuff? Do you think they really understand what the different points are that are going to be used as judgment when it comes to that stuff? From the insured perspective? From the insured, yeah. I think nowadays, unless you have like a very, very new venture who's had no experience within the waste industry, which we've seen, they don't. In no fault of their own. They need to learn and we need to teach them and we will teach them. But for the guys that have been operating for 10, 15, 20 years, they they know. Now, that go, that doesn't go to say that they're good operators. You could have a scrap yard in New York that makes $4 million on the year, but it's just a terrible operator. So obviously their insurance is going to go up. What are the insurance companies looking at? Obviously, it's all loss sensitive. You, you need to have a good safety plan involved. And another thing that we can do is also help with that. Commercial Insurance Associates, that is. We can help you develop these things. And that's part of our approach is looking at your issues, whether that's business-wise, auto-wise, whatever. We can look at it holistically and tie it back into the insurance. So I think the education of our insurance mainly comes on the auto side because auto insurance is just going crazy right now, as you are probably well aware of. And being able to tell our insurance, hey, your ISS score is an 87 out of 100. That's not the best, not the worst I've seen, but we definitely need to work on getting that down. So let's develop a strategy and just prioritize what needs to be done first and execute it. You know, a good saying that I, that I try and live by is sometimes you need to be 30,000 feet above the trees, but then you need to go down in the woods and chop the wood. So what does that mean? You need to plan at 30,000 feet, prioritize, and then go execute. Get down in the woods, go chop the wood down. That way you can get the business done and keep things moving. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. How do you think technology is affecting, in a good way or not so good way, that particular segment of transportation, the waste hauling? and the- Oh, man, I think... Nowadays with cameras, huge nine day difference because let's say, let's say an angry resident of a municipality has a complaint against a waste company. Like, Hey, you didn't come pick up my trash. Oh wait, no, we actually drove by the cans right now. We have it on tape. We can go back and play that tape. That helps settle that dispute. And also there's, I mean, if you think about a residential waste pickup, whether there's cars on the road, mailbox, what have you. If someone comes after one of our insurers and says, hey, you hit my car, hit my mailbox, if they have the cameras and the technology, they can go back and look at that and say, no, we didn't. It was already damaged or, hey, that wasn't us, just period, you know? And I also think that translates to on the road. Obviously, and you are very well aware of this, people drive crazy. Things happen. (laughs) So when those things happen, if you have the proof, to then go back to the insurance company and say, hey, this was an um, chairman as a not-at-fault accident, we have a much better, I guess, foothold to tell the story than say, oh, well, we don't really know. We have to go off the police report, a witness statement, 
in the driver's statement, you know, so the technology is definitely developing in the right way. I think the only thing that would make it any better is to help educate people on the technology and how to use it. Obviously, you have some scrap operators that are so old school that they still have an old dusty computer that they use and they really don't like using any new technology. They just have their old technology that they use. And then being able, just having the conversation with them and saying, hey, this will help you in the long run. Maybe you're not the person to head up this project, but if you have someone else to delegate that responsibility to, we can definitely get you moving in the right, right direction. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I just did a, um, a podcast a while ago with the cameras, inward and outward facing mm-hmm. cameras. And it's funny, you know, if I go back to uh, when we first started to introduce telematics into what we do in our side of the business, that was back in like late 19. And telematics is, I mean, it's reinvented itself probably five times since then, right? right? And now these AI cameras, you know, one of the conversations we had about it, and it kind of goes right back to what you were just talking about now, which is, you know, do people really understand how to use the technology? You know, sometimes people look at those like inward and outward facing cameras and say, no, I don't want anybody watching me. Don't want anything, ha- you know, like this is my space and my truck. But I think what you just said is critical as it relates to all of the technology that's out there. If it's embraced, I think it's gigantic. Like there was a story that is in that podcast. I don't want to give the whole thing away because I want people to listen. This is really funny, actually, but not this particular story. But it was it was a story in the podcast where like the outward facing camera, which is always running, the AI cameras, it caught a fraudulent situation with a lady that was all of a sudden when police showed up, acted like she was injured, but she was totally fine right before. Right. So I think that embracing technology in the right way and using it could be a huge benefit to these fleets, not only in those types of situations, but in claims and seeing, you know, how do you reduce the claims, which then affects the premium and all that type of stuff. So it's huge. Yeah. Technology is gigantic. I would also have to say, Scott, there's like, aside from the telematics and the cameras, a lot of these companies are now starting to build like portals where you can store data, store insurance information. I mean, you guys do it. You guys can store policies and so on and so forth. But like looking at it in a broader sense, we can store trainings now, safety trainings, stuff like that, different videos. Companies are trying to do that. And then that that just helps us say, hey, to our insurance, that is, say, hey, you might not want to come to us every day. That's fine. We're here if you need us. We're definitely We definitely want to help you. But we'll also give you a platform where you can go access information if you just have a quick question. And if you're busy, you can just watch a video real quick or like delegate that to your employees, train them, and then mark it off. And that is also a way that we help our insureds is giving them access to different services, training services, webinars, so on and so forth on just the broad topic of safety. Yeah. No, I think watching, it's funny, like on my side, watching the industry mature, right? I, I I have to pay close attention to it because it's part of what I do, right? But seeing the change start to happen in insurance and in transportation, transportation insurance, and fleets getting more savvy, insurers getting more savvy, it's pretty cool to watch, you know? And I think if the focus is proper, which is kind of like what we're talking about here, it's all there to help, right? right? It's all there to help, 
you know, it's all there to help try and stop lawsuits, try and stop claims, you know, all that type of stuff. And anything that can be done to help is always a good thing, I think. And to build on that, it's also there to help prevent serious injuries or catastrophic injuries. You know, having the ability to coach the fleets, I mean, let's put it this way, their greatest risk or one of their greatest risks on the wayside is driving the truck off-site and going to do pickups. Whether they have a guy on the back of the truck that's just out in the open, swinging, picking up cans, or if they're driving just back to the station and a car accident happens. That is their one of their biggest risks. And to be able to help coach them on that, that huge risk that they take on a daily basis is critical for their understanding on how everything comes into play. Like we're building, for instance, what we're trying to do is build the Death Star out of Legos, basically, and piece it together for our insurance to say, hey, okay, we'll put this piece here and we'll put this piece here. And at the end of the day, you'll see the Death Star or the big picture, you know? And then again, that ties back into the education piece. But I think the coaching side of things is critical especially as the technology keeps developing. I totally agree with you. I've got two more questions, and I think both are fun. Okay. So so the first one is, and I ask this a lot, and for everybody who's listening, again, this is not scripted. We just go where the conversation takes us. So the first one, and I don't know why this popped in my head. I think it had to do with like the poor part of potty sanitation stuff, right? So have you heard of a really funny story in that side of the industry that makes you laugh every time you think about it? On the portable toilet side, no, not necessarily. If I do, I def- I'll definitely text you about it when I, if and when I do. <laughs> I, I always <laughs> think of like Cousin Eddie and, uh, and Christmas Vacation. <laughs> no, no. A lot of, I mean, we don't do a lot of them. We have a handful, but all of those guys are good operators, I'd say. But if I ever do find a funny story, I'll definitely... I'll definitely give you a call or shoot you a text. Yeah, you got you got to <laughs> tell me about it. You got to tell me about it. That's awesome. All right, so now let's get into the. That's my last question. So what what do you love about what you do? What's your favorite part? Man, how much time do we have? <laughs> what I what yeah, I really you got plenty of time. Go what ahead. I really love about what I do is, and this is coming from. I mean, I went to school, graduated three and a half years, came out with a communications degree. I should not have been given the opportunity that I have been, but I think that's the best part about it is being able to go to work every day or, or sit here and have conversations with you and just learn constantly learning about insurance, constantly learning about the operations side. And then on top of that, just building the relationships with other people, the people on my team who I love dearly, people like yourself and all the, the insurance company connections that I have now is just nine day to, compared to what I used to be doing. It used to be 8 a.m. to 5, no breaks really, just grinding. And not to say that I don't grind now, but it's a different grind. And I think that that for me, at my age, at 24, that's what I needed. I needed to be able to get out and kind of spread my wings as an individual. I mean, moving two states away from Ohio, down Tennessee, getting away from my home base, it was good for me. And it's, it still is good for me. I mean, every day I wake up, go to jujitsu, go to the gym, then go to work, and I have fresh perspective on what I need to do, you know? And I'll say it's also the hardest part of it. 
is having to literally drink from the fire hose on a regular basis and learn all this stuff. Trying to, not trying, but doing the learning is definitely the most fun, but also the most stressful at times. And I wouldn't say anything really with what I do on a daily basis is necessarily stressful, like to a 10 alarm fire stress level, but there's definitely stresses involved. I mean, I'm sure you get stressed on a daily basis as well with all the operation stuff and vendor relationships, but I think it's truly just being able to be who I am finally in a work setting, which honestly, if you would have, if you would have asked me what, what I saw myself doing by 25, if I was, when I first got to college, it would never have been insurance. It would have been, to be honest, I don't even know, probably some physical therapy or something like that, some sports science, but now we're here and it's, and it's just growing on me and I'm just, I'm loving what I do. The learning piece, it can be a pain, but it's part of it. You know, it helps me get to the place where I hope to be in five years in 10 years. So there's all, there's always going to be a growth period for me within I'd say the first five years, because from the time you met me a year ago, I couldn't even tell you what inland marine insurance was or auto liability or auto fizz dam, you know, and now I still can't necessarily tell you all the ins and outs, but I could definitely get you to where you have a, a good grasp on what I'm talking about and breaking it down for you in layman's terms, because it's had to been, it's had to be broken down to me in layman's terms many times. And I think that's, that's the best part. It is. You know what? I'll tell you what. I try and learn something new every day. Um, I love it. So I get it. I mean, learning something new and then, you know, at the stage in my career, um, teaching is really cool also. I mean, it's one of the things, it's one of the reasons that I do this. The whole purpose behind it is, to hopefully open people's eyes to, you know, what's happening in the industry, what are new things that should be looked at, what are old ways that aren't working, you know, how do you think outside the box, those types of things. And the only way you get there is, one, you have to learn it, and then you have to teach it. Um, and then you learn it all over again because something new comes up. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a cool part of my world, too. I love learning. Yeah. The trips to London. I, I learn something new every time I go to London. Always, always. Yeah, and I'm truly just looking forward to growing with CIA and being able to look back on ten years down the line. Like, hey, I and if we get a new hire that doesn't have any insurance background, like going to that person and being able to help them, like you help others. That's a big thing for myself. Just being able to give back, pay it forward. I had an advisor in college that always told me paying it forward was definitely the best thing to do. Whether that's buying someone lunch and then not having them pay you back and just ask them to pay it forward, you know? That is what I want to do with, with my career. I definitely want to help other people, our insureds, but I also want to help our, our people in-house. And to the best of my abilities, whether that's fixing an issue hopping on the phone, getting, getting things done, or just being that good person to them that day. Everything comes full circle, man. It does. That's my takeaway from here. This is exactly why I wanted to do this with you. It's because it's all about education, mm -hmm. right? 
whether you're learning or you're teaching. And I think the more, and this is what I see not only with you, but you know, the, the times I've been inside your guys' building, you know, the team seems to all be the same way, which is how do we help teach because we've learned, right? And I think that the more that the industry does that with insurance, I think the better off we're all going to be. Probably. That's the takeaway from today. There Boom. we go. We got it. <laughs> Good deal. We got it. We got it. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining me. Get there. This is as always fun talking to you. Hopefully I'll be in Nashville again soon. Yeah, man. Just let me know. And then hopefully I can get my risky business hat soon. When you, <laughs> when you come back, you. man. When I come back. Oh, I got stickers and stuff too. You got to see these things. They're pretty cool. I've been starting to pass them out. I, there's, there's part of this that I think is cool. And then there's part of it that I think makes me feel a little weird. But like, so now I have some of these uh, floating around. Oh, nice. There's stickers. <laughs> oh, nice. You got to put them up on um, like light poles around the town, man. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Drive around to truck stops, right? Slap them up against the, the windows and stuff. <laughs> Slap them all over. Oh, man. Get the word out. Shaking up the industry. Right. Shaking it up. Shaking it up. There we go. That's how we do it. That's right, man. All right. Listen, be well. Always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. And uh, thanks for being on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Anytime. See you, man. All right. See ya. Peace. I hope you enjoyed our show today. Remember, when it comes to creativity and innovation, I always like to quote one of my favorite lines out of the movie Tommy Boy. If you ain't growing, you die. There ain't no third direction. My name's Scott Greenbus. I'll see you on the next show. Peace.